Welcome to the Ice Lab Podcast. We are your hosts, Michael Marinero and Trent Michaud. We are going to take you deep into our labs as well as many different high-performance professionals we've connected with on our journey as we strive for excellence. Welcome to episode 18 of the Ice Lab podcast. Michael, how are you, dude? I'm good. Uh, just got back from uh, Finland, started the year out with a comp, a uh, little bit jet lag coming home, it was a quick trip home to get back for my uh, grandmother's funeral. She uh, passed away on my uh, flight out uh, over there, but uh, other than that, it's uh, going good, had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, Finland didn't, uh, go as well as planned, but excited now to, uh, string a couple competitions together and have a little bit of uh, normalcy in the schedule. I think, uh, at 30 years old, a competition should be like riding a bike, but, uh, after the past uh, year we've been through, it's, uh, it's a little bit more difficult out there on competition ice, uh, unfortunately. So got it, got to get it rolling again, but with a couple, uh, comps in the schedule over the next uh, two months definitely uh looking forward to getting the ball rolling yeah for sure and uh as as before i said it before really sorry to hear about your uh grandmother mike and it was uh it seemed like it was a thing that was coming for a little while but still is uh not fun to go through it also my condolences to your family to bev and albert and everybody in the family um but it was a happy thanksgiving to you Besides the fact, this is uh, we're one day after the Canadian Thanksgiving, but uh, happy Thanksgiving, buddy. I'm very thankful that you're in my life and a big part of it. So thanks for being there, man. Very thankful that we crossed paths also, buddy. I love you. Love you too, man. Um, So also on top of Mike skating in Finland, he did play disc golf. I did. I checked out a uh, European Pro Tour Championship course. In Finland was a couple uh, couple kilometers from the rink. It was uh, quite the experience. It was very very difficult, and it was jammed packed. There was a couple hundred people out there, twelve, thirteen, fourteen year old kids, nonstop. It was it was uh, quite the experience. When I finished up, there was a fifteen group wait to get onto the course. So it was like almost an hour wait to even get on the course, which is not uh, normal for around here. It's uh, quite uh quite the sport over there in uh, finland yeah that's awesome it's uh it was a weekend filled of disc golf for me i had a my first two-day tournament went okay and then uh, i won my league for the first time on sunday so that was uh pretty exciting first win in the league best i ever played at the course so far minus one nice i knew you did well but i didn't know you got the w yes sir two, two more and i gotta move up the 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 gold division now it seems like a good time uh, to get your first win because I think the club championships are this weekend. Yes, sir. Sunday, so two rounds. Ri- riding into the championships with the W. I love it. I love it. Exactly. Riding into that and then uh, just getting prepared for Skate America next week in Las Vegas. <clears throat> Super excited for that. I'm gonna. I, I might have to go roll some dice, Mike. I think you should. I think you should. Maybe hit a little roulette table. Hit a. Hit a uh, a red twenty three for me. I got it. I I know that's your number. I'll hit it for you. 
Awesome. So uh, on top of that, I think our guests are going to be there the next week. This is also the first time we've had two guests on at the same time. This is pretty exciting, eh, Mike? Yes, it is. Double the fun. Double the fun. So who do we have on here this uh, uh, week, Michael? We have two very special guests and close friends, two-time Olympians together, two-time world medalists, two-time U.S. championships champions, uh, multiple Grand Prix medal finalists, and uh, extraordinary, extraordinary athletes, obviously, but even more uh, extraordinary human beings. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to know you guys and call you guys friends. Uh, please welcome Madison Chalk and Evan Bates. Hello. Thank you so much for having us. Trent, Michael, Love what, an, what an intro. I just, the two of you, your, your relationship, your banter, I just love you guys. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for coming on, man. It's the pleasure is all ours here. I feel so, like it, I didn't know that Trent was as into disc golf as Michael. I knew Mike, I knew you were a big disc golf guy. Trent with the club championship, like, did they give you a gold jacket? <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. I think it's just a little trophy, plaque trophy. But uh, unfortunately, I feel terrible for this. I chirped the living crap out of Mike for a year and a half about disc golf. And then I went once, and then it was over. After one trip, he he got the bug deep and started getting all the gear, all the fancy discs, fancy backpacks, and spending all the money. Took took me getting them out one time, and he was hooked after making fun of me for a year. I love that. I love that you got all the swag immediately. <laughs> it had to. Yeah, absolutely. It's the only you way to have your driver. There's like, you got to have different Frisbees, right? It's not just your, your generic recreational ultimate Frisbee Frisbee. It's like, you got your drivers, you got, I mean, I don't know. I've, I've only played a few times, but you'll have to school us and take us out. Mm -hmm. Uh, How many, how many, I think I have, I run 18, 19, 19 in the bag and then some extra ones in the trunk. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's more expensive than golf golf. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but it's free to play. Oh, cool. Oh, that's yeah. okay. Less expensive than golf golf then. Less expensive than <laughs> and faster I than bet. golf. Yeah, super fast. We get a round in in about an hour. Next time I'm uh, in Montreal, we'll have to uh, go out uh, for a round. It'll be fun. I'd love Definitely. that. We're so down. Awesome. So, you know, uh, talking about hobbies, you guys just started a new hobby pretty similar to this, hey? Yes, we did. Last week was our first ever episode of our new podcast, Unlaced, with Chalk and Bates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been um, a project we've been working on for, uh, well, we were working on it for a while, just trying to, you know, it's not that easy to just get it up and running. So, you know, we were training, it was an idea that someone proposed to us in the summer, we thought it'd be fun, um, and it's taken us until now to launch that's fun so uh can you tell our listeners a little bit about what your podcast is about the first like it, they're gonna have to go over and listen to it we'll make sure we put it in the our bio to this but what are they what what should they be expecting out of your podcast well we're basically using it as an audio journal of our season this year um, going towards the olympics in beijing 2022 um, we're gonna take everyone week by week as our season progresses through competitions, through training, through all of it. 
just bring everyone along for the ride. Yeah, kind of, um, I mean, a, a first person experience of what, what it's like to, to be a figure skater. And, you know, I think that, um, you know, people see us on the ice for four minutes at a time and they enjoy that. And I think people know that there's a lot of work that goes into it, but we thought it would be a new and kind of interesting way to shed some light on what, what life is like as, as a figure skater. Taylor, Taylor. Yeah. It's a super sweet idea. Definitely going to be checking those out. So these will be dropping on a uh, weekly basis. Yeah. Every Thursday. That's the plan. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so we were in Finland with you last week and so that was our first experience kind of like, you know, we brought the mics with us. We, we didn't know how it would go. Um, we landed, we tried to do, we tried to record one episode the day we landed and we were just (laughs) so jet lagged and it just, it didn't go well. So we were like, you know what? We'll try again tomorrow. Let's let's get some rest. (laughs) So the next day we, we, we ended up recording a short episode and, and putting it out and just kind of announcing our music and just, you know, reflecting on past experiences in Finland. And I don't know, it's, it's fun for us, you know, cause we're together all the time and someone was like, you should start a podcast. And we're like, what are we going to talk about? Like we, we spend all our time together, but then we actually had a really good time. And I feel like just getting the opportunity to sit down with your friend, like and, and talk on a weekly basis and in a structured way, it's, it was just really fun. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest and coolest things about podcasts is that they're meant to do so many different things. Like you can like there's so many different kinds of podcasts. You can go and just listen to one that just tells you facts about stuff or just information. But, you know, Mike and I like you, you guys know us. We like to talk and be with our friends and talk with our friends. And, you know, so it was like that was the whole idea. I was just listening to Joe Rogan, like just having like a great time talking to. I can't remember who who which episode it was that I was like. I want to do this. Like I've been on a podcast once and there's so much fun to like just be on. So I think I could host it. I need a good host. Yeah, Mike would be good with this. We talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just how it started. So it's really cool. It's a, and it's awesome that you guys are doing it. It's like more of an experience of your week to week lives. Like we do a little bit of that, obviously, like just through like, like our little intros, but it's definitely be really cool to see, to be able to talk through the whole week too, as well of like what you guys did and what you guys felt. Yeah, thanks. I mean, your podcast is amazing. Like last time I saw Mike, he walked in the door with his Ice Lab podcast hoodie. <laughs> and I was like, you guys have merch? Like that's so cool. This is this is some professional stuff that's that you guys amazing. have put together and kudos, man. Just really impressive stuff. And and yeah, I listened to a couple of the episodes with with Patrick and Elage and Caitlin and just yeah, it's awesome. It's Love it. Moved, yeah. Yeah. We're just uh making it up as we go. wasn't quite sure if we were going to still have listeners at episode 18, but people are still downloading them. So we're going to keep producing them. Love it. Excellent. Well, we will keep downloading them. We love it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, So do you think this is like, like kind of like something you guys will do after this season as well? Like post uh, Olympics or just kind of going to see how it goes sort of thing? Yeah, I think we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, we're certainly having a good time doing it now, but we're pretty fresh. It's only been one week, <laughs> so it's difficult to say. But um, no, we're I think we're gonna have a lot of fun doing it, and yeah, hopefully we can keep it rolling after the season. 
Awesome. So, you know, you guys kind of touched on it before. You guys are always together, you know, your uh, partners <laughs> on the ice and off the ice. So, you know, you, there, there's not a whole lot of them. There sometimes is like of that in the skating world when it comes to dance and to pair skating. But how do you guys deal with that? Like you guys spend like literally all day long together. Like how, do, how does that dynamic work? You know, surprisingly, it works really well. Um, not to toot our own horns, but we get along great. And uh, we love our dogs. We just have a really chill time most of the time. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think, what do you think? Are you tired of me no, yet? <laughs> no, but <laughs> yesterday we got home after the long, you know, the long trip home from Finland. And, you know, the apartment is a little messy and whatever. And we were cleaning up and stuff. And Maddie, I think you looked at me and you were like, it's so cool. We live together. And I didn't say anything back because I was just jet lagged. <laughs> I was like so tired and just like zombie mode and just like walked past. It's so cool. We live together. And I'm just like radio silence. Like, All right. That's, that's okay. I'm not offended by that. But I think that our love for each other is just known, you know, and it's just like we laughed about it. You know, I think that's the, that, I think that's an important thing is like, you know, being together 24 seven and skating and you guys know what it's like, you know, pouring so much into your time on the ice and then you take it home with you and stuff. But, you know, in, in, in frustrating or difficult moments, I think we've learned to just kind of find levity and let it roll off our backs as best we can. And I think that like the core, like functioning part of our relationship is that it started as a friendship and that we both like to laugh a lot and it's just like comedy based, like a lot of the time. And it just, it's fun. We, we have a good time together. So you just touched on it a little bit, but how do you deal with a uh, uh, rough training day, rough training week, uh, bodies are sore, feeling the fatigue. Uh, how do you deal with uh, bringing that home? Do you try to leave that at the rink or uh, do you bring that home with you? I think since we both are in it, we know pretty much how the other person is feeling and usually we feel the same way so I would say the only thing that suffers is our ability to cook and feed ourselves <laughs> neither of us really is willing to go in the kitchen we get home and we just want to lay on the couch and cuddle with the dog so I think that's the only thing where we're like okay we really got to do this rock paper scissors who's gonna do it um but otherwise, yeah, I think we, we bring it home a little bit, but like in a good way, like, oh, do you need an ice pack? Like, yeah, I need an ice pack. Oh, do you need a heat pack? Yeah, please give me the heat pack. Yeah, I think also we have help. Like we have a really good team. Um, you know, Patrick McGee and also, you know, Stephanie Hanlon, who works with a lot of the skaters at the Ice Academy of Montreal where we train. And um just experience over the years, you know, working with different sports psychologists and, you know, working and seeing them and talking to them together. It's almost like in a way, like a great way to work through problems together. And I don't know, I feel like it's almost couple therapy at some point, like when we're going through difficult things, we're super comfortable to just be able to talk about it and like, know that we're not going to be judged or, or rejected. And, and that there's sort of like a, a long lasting love that's just there at the core of the relationship. And, and like Maddie said, I mean, we, we share so much of the same experience that like, 
I think we kind of, we know how the other person's feeling without even saying it. And um, yeah, it's just like constant open communication. Like we always just have a line open. So if one of us isn't feeling great, we just let it be known. And then the other one either just like listens and hears the other person out or helps in, in a way, but sometimes it's just more venting and just letting, letting each other feel what we need to feel. Yeah, yeah that's like it, all. It, it's okay to have hard days. Like it's it's normal. Normal. It's it's part of it, right? Yeah, that's pretty awesome. You know, there's um like a big part of it too. I feel like you know, there's some days where you know some personal stuff is going on at home, and you go to the rink, and you try not to always like to take like you know when you go to the rink, you put everything aside, and you're just working on what needs to be done at the rink. But sometimes that personal stuff creeps in and then you guys are pretty much already said like if there's any of that stuff you it, you kind of already know for the most part so you can help each other out on the ice you know with those hard days and sometimes you um like mike i can't speak for mike but but for the most part like you just want to try to push through that for your partner just because you're like no i like they they don't deserve like you know that i can't shouldn't be having a bad day because i need them doing this for my partner as well i'm not just doing this for me um but that's kind of really nice to know that you're able to you know communicate and feel that a little bit easier and almost in a way not feel so guilty in that sense but to admit like i'm just not not with it today or you know this is experiencing i'm experiencing this more than i would like to be yeah i mean sometimes it's hard and you know having a bad day is warranted like mike i'm so sorry to hear about your grandma i had no idea we saw you last week i can't imagine like getting on the plane and getting that news and then you go to a competition first competition since worlds that's so tough you know i'm so sorry to hear that that's 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 really tough and like you know i'm sure that didn't make the competition easier and that's sort of like that's the reality I think of being an elite athlete. It's like when it's you, when your name is called, it's time that you have to kind of show up and, and deliver and like make all the hard work show. And it's just, you know, it's not that easy. I mean, we have partners. I think that's, that's great. Like, you know, Evelyn and Kirsten and, you know, I, I know like they're great people and, and are helpful, but like those single skaters, man, I don't know how, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> yes. It's definitely uh much, much harder, uh, I bet, as a single skater, not having that team, not having that accountability, uh, not being able to uh, share those moments, uh, positive and negative, uh, with somebody else just makes it so much easier. Yeah, I do feel like the skating community, I mean, I'm probably biased in saying this, but I do feel like the skating community is such a great, a great community that, you know, like, I'm just thinking about when Keegan went through last year and the way that Nam you know, became a, such a brother to him and how everybody in our, in our little world, like steps up for each other when, when we know something like that is happening or someone's going through a difficult time. And even like at the ice rink, you train with skaters every day, you get to know them so well, and you can tell when somebody's struggling and it's just like a hug or, you know, a conversation that needs to be had. It's, it's so helpful. Yeah, for sure. There's a big part of, um, I've talked about this before, but there's a big part of being elite at anything, not just in sports, but uh, per, like in business or uh, anything else, really, when you're at the top, there's, there's, there's moments where you actually feel pretty alone, because like you're, 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 there's whatever, everything you're doing and pouring into it, you feel pretty alone. So 
Um, I feel like I said this before, I've been very lucky that I'm so close with Mike and um, JL and other people for that reason, because you can kind of reach out and they, you know, can help you either out of that or they, you know, have been in the similar situation or similar feelings that you have. So it's kind of makes you feel like you're not stuck in there. But I guess that it definitely um, and it's easier with partners too, definitely that you don't feel quite as alone because you're you have you're holding on to somebody on the ice. But um, yeah, anything at the elite level, you can definitely get that that feeling sometimes. So it's really nice. Like you said, our, our community is so great to each other in that sense. Um, on top of that, so you guys train at the, your, your training center is the, is, uh, ice Academy of Montreal with pretty much, I like how many different countries and how many different, like top the entire world. <laughs> like, yeah. How is, uh, so how is it training there? You guys were, you were in Detroit before that, right? Yes. Yeah. We were training in Novi, Michigan and, um, the change has been just fantastic going from a suburb in michigan to living in the heart of a city is just fantastic for your quality of life there's so much to do we have so many friends here to answer your question i don't exactly know how many countries we have i haven't done a head count recently but i know in finland we had what six teams in finland is that right six or maybe seven no six yeah so it was a big crew and um it was just so nice to have that fam that training family and go to competition and again like you said at the elite level sometimes it can feel lonely at times and when we go to competition we feel like our family just comes with us when we have so many teams um at any given event so it's it's really fun to travel together and share that experience with them what what's it like uh training with uh, maddie and zach your uh direct uh head-to-head -head, uh u.s competitors what's it like uh seeing them on a on a daily basis at the rink honestly it's great, great. yeah we we, love we have a really good relationship i've trained with maddie hubble since we were really young like 10 year olds and we we trained together back in michigan for a full decade um and then she moved to montreal and and then we followed a few years later but um they're they're great people and and you know the rivalry between us is it's you know it's pretty friendly honestly it, it's i just feel like with with a lot of the teams in in our in our school like the the culture is is so um you know like symbiotic like everybody is benefiting from the other teams being there and i think that that's kind of understood that the training environment is special because you are getting on the ice every day with, you know, some of your biggest competitors. And there's a lot of benefit to that. I think if you have the right mindset and if you have the right kind of culture in the rink, which our school does, and we're so grateful for that. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think it's been wonderful since we moved here. They've been nothing but friendly and, and welcoming. And, Helpful. you know, we've known them for so long. Yeah. They're sweet. Like they're so <laughs> nice and sweet as people. The first day that we moved to Montreal, we came in for, well, our first day of training, we came in and Evan went to go change his shirt. And so he went into the, the bathroom, like shower area. 
and he didn't realize that the showers were automatic. So <laughs> he had a shower with his clothes on. <laughs> and he comes out and he's like, oh my God, does anyone have an extra shirt? I'm soaked. And Zach just gave him his shirt and he was like, here, man, like you can use this one and have a fresh one. And he just like, not even a question. He just like had his back, literally his wet back was dry <laughs> after that. <laughs> and yeah, so they're just fantastic. But that's a funny little story yeah they're they're great i mean honestly it's just like good energy from them mm-hmm. all the time and um even a competition like you know i think after so many years in the experience you understand that like skating is super important but it's not the most important thing and the friendships that we have are are probably the most important thing and certainly will last longer than the competitive career and i think we all get that and you know i think we've we all have less years ahead of us than we do behind us. And I know that we're all going to be friends in the future. And that's like, that's what is truly valuable. You uh, speak of the culture in the arena, which is extremely, extremely important in any training center. I know you guys have a pretty amazing group of athletes and some pretty uh, special individuals in that group, but is this culture, uh, uh, mostly made up uh, by all of these amazing athletes there, or uh, is this something that the coaches have instilled uh, into the group or think, somewhere in the middle, I guess? I think the coaches do a fantastic job of fostering a good team spirit, but honestly, the skaters, like everyone who is training here at the ice Academy, they're just good people. Like, they're all good eggs, honestly. And that makes it easy to foster that kind of symbiotic relationship like Evan was speaking about. And it's just fun. You go in and you're, you get to spend the day with your friends. And I don't know very many jobs um, where you can do that in like, I don't know, the regular non-athletic world. So we feel very fortunate. Yeah, no, I know that that's a, that's a, when you think of, when you put about it that, oh, sorry, excuse me, I can't speak today. Um, when you put it that way, it really makes it even more fun because you are going to the rink and you're seeing and working with your friends all day long. Like, cause that's actually, I never really, I, I train with Mike all the time. We just chirp each other on the ice and <laughs> tr- try to chirp each other jokingly. But yeah, no, it is super fun that you get to go and do like, what is your sort of job and thing that you love to do with all your friends? Um, you know, I always, it's, it's, I'm trying to think, you know, Mike, one thing, I think it's very much like a similar, a similar situation to the way that, um, like RevCon is, so, you know, um, when somebody builds, starts off with a, like with their, their rink or their training location and they start right away with a culture, start breeding a culture it, and then the, the culture just continues to breed itself. And that's what it sounds like, you know, Marie France and Patrice have done, they started it in a certain way and now it, they, you know, they obviously they probably have to check in on it sometimes, but you guys are just the ones who are breeding the culture itself, which is really, really impressive with that many people and that many different, um, you know, like we said, you guys have so many countries there. There's so many different, like, I, I, I it's pretty crazy that there's so many people there. And the schedules, I I can imagine, is just nuts for Patrice to <laughs> manage. I don't know how he does it. I know he spends at least every Sunday 
just working on the schedule. And then of course there are always some little changes maybe that need to be made, but we have to submit all our scheduling requests for the week, a week in advance, just so they have a better grasp on it. And I think it's still very difficult. Yep. I, I think, you know, when we first moved here, it wasn't called the Ice Academy of Montreal. So we've really seen the transformation that they have, you know, undertaken. Um, so they, you know, the second year we were here, they kind of rebranded and they, it's just been really impressive to see the way that they have made the skating school into something more than a skating school. It feels like in many ways they have the, the branch in Ontario with Scott Moyer. And, you know, I know that they have a lot of people who work behind the scenes um, administratively and, you know, communications wise. And I, you know, I'm not privy to all their plans, but I just know that they have their stuff together in a great way. And, mm -hmm. and we're the benefactors for that. You know, all the skaters are in really good hands and it's just like, it, we're just lucky. We're just lucky to be in the, in, in the school. That's awesome. So, you know, you guys are, we're going to talk a little bit about your actual skating. You guys are, uh, you know, you guys have some of the coolest and most creative lifts and like sequences and like, I, I, there probably is technical terms for them. I don't know what they are, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know what it, choreo slides, maybe something like that. <laughs> Um, but where does that, you know, inspiration come from? Cause you guys did like, there's, what was it? The, the, the snake one from last year, the one lift in your program where I think like Maddie, I don't think you touched, looked like you touched the ice for like two minutes. So go Evan. <laughs> like, I also, like, I also just watched uh, your free dance from last week about uh, 10 minutes ago. Holy smokes. It's absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. And how the heck do you come up with that? Where does the inspiration start and how's the process uh, come about for you guys to end up with such an innovative and cool uh, program? Thank you. Thank you. I think we're constantly on the hunt for inspiration and we always have our eyes and ears open. Um, so that definitely helps. But as far as uh, the season's programs go, it was, uh, we, we picked the music a year and a half ago before the pandemic actually. Do you want to yeah um so yeah just about this year's free dance quickly um we picked the music uh, a long time ago you know almost two years ago no mm -hmm. a year and a half a year ago, and a half ago yeah. um and then just kind of kept it to ourselves and we've been we've been dying to debut it and, and just last week finally got the chance to but yeah just in general i think we take a lot of pride in in being creative and we like that kind of process of trying to reinvent ourselves every year and trying to come up with something unique to offer the sport. Um, so, you know, lift wise, we, I don't know, try to find inspiration watching YouTube or, you know, scrolling the gram and seeing what comes up in the discover tab and or reimagining elements that we've done before and that we've liked. And we're like, okay, how can we turn this into something even better and different and add on to it in a way? And we, we really, I think, kind of spur each other on a bit and inspire each other. Like Maddie did all the design for the costumes and completely, you know, that comes from her brain. And, um, you know, I, I love listening to music and just hunting for music like for hours and hours in, in the off season. And I think we just have like complementary skills, I guess, outside of 
the ice rink that we can kind of parlay into what we love to do, which is perform and skate. So I feel like we were so fortunate to have skating and to be able to use all of our interests that we have to create something, you know, for skating. It's just, and that's unique to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's super cool. I think like, uh, I know Allison has a journal besides her beside her bed because she's like told us stories before. She literally will wake up in the middle of the night with a lift idea, like she's like literally dreamt about it and then writes it down. I've done the same thing. I'll just be laying in bed and I'm watching like like uh, YouTube videos from dancers and uh, older like pair skating videos and stuff, trying to figure out lifts and everything. Um, so it's pretty cool. So that's like you guys. I guess the way, do you guys come up with like ideas for your lifts and then you work on them with your coaches and stuff to continue it? Or is it like, um, like they kind of give you an idea too and then, or back and forth sort of that way or. I mean, a little bit of everything. I think it depends. Sometimes we, we listen to the music and we place our program and then we decide, okay, what needs to go here? A straight line lift, a curve lift. What does the music evoke or rotational? And then we go from there and just, so it kind of, it's different every year and how the lifts come together. Um, we also, yeah, I think. It also changes too when we are continuing the choreography of the program. We put a rotational lift in and then maybe for the combo lift, we have to use something different instead of a, another rotational. I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting technical, so excuse me. <laughs> I think we have a good bag of tricks too because we've been skating together for 10 years and we've been so fortunate to work with different people, Christopher Dean, um, you know, just really creative minds in the sport. And we've been working with acrobats for, you know, since 2011, since we first got together and, um, yeah, just like acquiring skills and little tricks and transitions that we have like a little treasure chest of, of just old videos and things that we'll just kind of pour back over um yeah some when, things you, you make know, and then you don't use them but you still have the the log and then so it's helpful to go back especially when you're in a pinch it's so helpful <laughs> and then we'll you know we'll we might find a video that's like seven years old or something and and find a lift that we never used and then we'll we'll show the coaches and it'll probably become something similar but different you know so it kind of evolves changes over the years and but yeah i think just the experience and all the the years that we've you know, and we work pretty fast together, right? Too, mm -hmm. too. I think we we've choreographed so many programs together that it's. Yeah, we made our um, current rhythm dance uh, four weeks. In, four weeks ago. It was four weeks old, <laughs> so it was pretty, pretty new. Because we went to Champs Camp with a different program, and oh. then left Champs Camp with a new idea with... that we wanted to explore. <laughs> with the homework assignment. The... Yeah. No, it wasn't a homework assignment. I shouldn't say that because. Nobody told us, Hey, you have to change a program, but we just, just after the, there. after the feedback session, we were like, we should change, our we should change it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, wasn't as well received as we'd hoped. And this year yeah. for the rhythm dance, it's hip hop. And I feel like it's such a cool opportunity to skate to something that you wouldn't otherwise skate to for a competitive program. So, you know, we decided to do Billie Eilish and to mm -hmm. do something that was like, just really contemporary, like something you might hear on the radio right now. And what's great is she had just released some new songs in what, July? And it was July so 30th, we like, her new album well, came out. No one's going to be skating <laughs> these because everyone already has their program. That's awesome. 
I know. I'm pretty jealous that Ice Dance does that. Like, it's actually really cool. Like, I think it'd be cool, like, if, uh, like, Singles and Pairs did it, too. Like, a rhythmed short dance for everybody. Because then you're really, like, you just said you have to exp- try things you never would have tried before. Yeah, it's so fun to have a theme to work off of. So, like, the rhythm dance is so different from the free dance. And you're able to really have some contrast and show different sides of you. Yeah, and I feel like it's just good for the sport in general just to like, you know, not have the same flavor every season, but mm-hmm. to let, you know, from year to year, let the audience see something totally different. I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see Mikey with a hip hop program. <laughs> I would Out love there. to see that. <laughs> just tell you, just be fist bumping the whole time. <laughs> I need a couple more classes with JL before I do a hip hop program. <laughs> JL is great, man. JL, ugh. He's got a natural swag. That guy can dance, man. Oh, my. He really can. It's insane. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) We were at the wedding, like at Mitch's wedding, and the guy's just like, like literally everybody's just standing there. Like everybody starts dancing. JL starts dancing. Everybody just stands there and watches him. (laughs) Dude, he's so entertaining to train with too. Like just such good energy and just like, you know, you get on the session and usually – Someone goes and takes the aux cord and plays some music and just JL is just so like fun. Just his energy is so great every day. And he gives the best hugs. We love JL. Yeah, we, we love he JL. <laughs> um, and no, I didn't even think about that. What? How does the aux cord work with so many different people? Well, um, luckily, Hugo Schwinard, the... Uh, wonderful man who cuts all of our music he skate mix hugo yes he's just outfitted the school with a really long aux cord so it can reach all our phones lined up on the boards and also yeah he he gave us one of those dividers i don't know know what they're called but it's like you can plug four or five phones into them at once um but that literally just happened like right before we left for finland so i don't know how that's been working but in general i I don't know he's been upgrading our our system there's no like one given person who's the dj because you might skate with different people every day with such a you know a big school that kind of happens but i'd say olivia smart is really really great on the aux cord she usually mm-hmm. goes out and plays some bangers yeah and it just depends i mean honestly it's who gets on the ice, on the ice first yeah. who's the most punctual <laughs> normally mike or i like we're the we're the music people, but uh, sometimes we we get told to put different music on because Mike and I are the only ones who like country music. <laughs> we get some different requests. Yeah, we get like one country song a session, and then it has to be changed to like pop. <laughs> yeah, nobody plays country at a uh, um, at the Ice Academy, and I can't really say that I've ever listened to country music while training. I, I'm no offense to you guys. I <laughs> drunk on a plane, right, Mike? classic <laughs> awesome so um you know touching back quickly before we get into some more fun stuff um a little bit more about your hobbies and stuff when maddie said you well uh, evan you said maddie designed the outfits um that's because um, if, if, correct me if i'm wrong maddie you're pretty good at drawing in general yeah i like to dabble i definitely um have been trying to hone my skills. It's like a Rembrandt. Pandemic. No, Rembrandt. I, I like, um, I've always loved drawing. And honestly, the pandemic gave me some great time to really practice and actually like learn techniques and just, I don't know, 
She's taking one art class. She took one art class and she was like, I got this. I'm good. (laughs) No, I definitely (laughs) need to take more classes. I, um, but yeah, I dabbled in some just like pencil, pencil drawing, um, and some painting, but I've really been enjoying drawing pencil portraits. I, I honestly though can say that I haven't really done much since the season has begun. Um, the last thing I drew were my costume sketches. You've been busy. (laughs) I've been tired, busy. (laughs) If any of our listeners want to actually see it, if you go to Madison's uh, Instagram and you just like scroll down a little bit, you can see some of her pencil drawings. And when she says she dabbles, she's she's quite unreal at it. (laughs) (laughs) Little little more than dabble, we'll say. That's awesome. So, um, Evan, do you have any fun... uh, hobbies like that besides your now podcast and walk the dogs no (laughs) (laughs) no i I mean i i like to play the guitar i'm pretty decent at guitar i like Mm -hmm. i like uh sports and playing golf with clubs not the disc golf (laughs) but i'd love to try try disc golf too yeah you gotta try the disc golf out really try it you gotta try it before you knock it (laughs) you know but you guys like how do you find time to do like you're in Finland at a competition and you find time to go and, and find a disc golf course. And like, when did you do that after the long, uh, practice day where we were okay. done practicing at 1230, one practice had the day wide open. So a little walk in the park was the perfect pre-competition activity. Oh, that sounds so nice. Yeah. When I go to Vegas, I'm either going the day of practice or the day of the gala. Yeah, we'll be some there. Nice courses there. I think you compete on the day of the gala, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what kind of jams are you playing on the guitar, Evan? You know, I haven't played much either, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, jazz standards, rolls. You play like an array of things. I would say. I mean, I would say I used to like take lessons every week back in Michigan, and you know, be really into it. And it's just like it's sort of something that I pick up or put down. You know, just depending yeah. on whatever's going on but honestly yeah like we've been we've been just pouring so much into training lately and getting ready for the season and making a new rhythm dance in a month and you know it's been it's been tough to find time like i'm literally looking at all of my guitars and they're sitting in their cases right now but well you have to put them away for when we when we leave put them away for the the temperature the the trip to finland but yeah any vocals any vocals on top of your guitar playing no no <laughs> but um yeah we i jam with gabby oh papadakis um there are your vocals and she's, she's a great singer awesome. and so she came over and we we played a little bit and she sang and it's fun and but. i just sat there like oh, oh, fangirling over them yes keep going more private concert <laughs> that's awesome so um you know this is uh what do you guys have any i guess the best way do you guys have any post-career plans yet you know it's a big question and now with a lot of uh athletes and everything of you know make the what what they're going to do post-career and how to get into it so do you guys have any plans for that yet or have you thought about it definitely thinking about it it has been circulating my mind um no definite plans yet i think i would definitely want to go down the route of some design, maybe interior or fashion. I'm not sure, but something along the creative lines there. What about you, Evan? 
I don't know. I mean, I always thought maybe I would go back to graduate school. I did get a bachelor's degree. Um, so maybe going back for, for a graduate degree in, in business or something, but I don't know. I mean, stay at home poodle parents. Is that an occupation? <laughs> that, that, I, if that was a paid position, that'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think, um, yeah, we're not sure, honestly, like mm -hmm. we're not even sure when retirement will come. We're just kind of taking it one competition at a time at the <laughs> moment. And we'll, I mean, we'll see at the end of the year, what, mm -hmm. what we're going to be up to, but I don't know. It's a hard question to answer. Mm -hmm. What about you guys? Any plans? Michael, you're uh, up first. Definitely uh, something uh, skating related. We'll be coaching, uh, to some capacity, probably for the rest of my life. I knew it was going to be a, a hobby of mine uh, when I was done uh, competing would be coaching. And then I realized if I can get paid and make a profession out of my hobby, why not uh, love going to work today, work every day and uh, try to make a difference in a couple children's lives. Yeah, for me, hopefully it's still a long ways away, but my uh, general plan, same thing, like I'm not stuck to anything. It's the life changes a lot, but, um, coaching a lot. I, I already coach right now and I absolutely love coaching, uh, skating. And I also want to get into S and C, uh, strength and conditioning coaching as well. I want to kind of dabble with both of those and being a, uh, figure skating coach and then doing, uh, training elite athletes as well. At the same time, I think it'd be pretty fun and they kind of help each other out to begin with. So maybe Mike and I'll have our own school, the M and M skating school. Oh, I love it. Nice. Yep. And then we might be professional disc golfers. You, you never know what happens. On the side. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Trent, are you, you're from, are you from out West? No, I'm from uh, Ontario. Like I'm uh, two, two hours from two hours East of Toronto. Okay. So are you guys planning to stay in Ontario afterwards? Who knows? Who knows where the wind will blow us to? Where, where we find the destination for the M and M school, we we don't know yet. Maybe okay. we'll maybe we'll build our own so we can put a disc golf course in the backyard. It's part of the I race. Guess. Yes. <laughs> so, well, awesome guys, this has been really awesome. So now we get to do a little bit of fun stuff before we get off. So first of all, do you both? We're gonna ask both of you. See, did we, oh, we gotta ask both questions. Yeah. yeah. But we gotta go back and forth. This is different. Normally it's one person. Um, so do you guys have a book recommendation for our listeners? So let's start with Maddie. Yes, I do. I'm currently reading All the Light We Cannot See, and it's fantastic. I highly recommend it. Um, it's set um, during World War One. No, or two. One I haven't of them. read it. I don't know. I can't <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be able to know these answers. I'm sorry. All the light you cannot see is fantastic. It, it follows two young people um, as they have different experiences through the war. And it's just really beautifully written and such an interesting story. Nice. Yeah. And um, I... <laughs> books 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 no i'm just kidding <laughs> no I've, I've been reading a couple different books that's why but um i think a book that i read this summer that really has like influenced the way that 
I've approached this year has been Essentialism. It's a book that was recommended to me. And, you know, it's about kind of determining what in your life is truly essential and what contributes most to, you know, your effectiveness and in you being able to reach your goals and what is kind of just frivolous and not that necessary. Um, I'm a person who kind of struggles to say no to people. And um, this book is kind of like empowering and, and has helped me realize kind of how to claim your own time, how to, you know, say no in a way that garners respect and just, yeah, just kind of at the end of last season. And after the pandemic, I just felt like spread too thin and too many things going on. And then reading this book helped me kind of just pick and choose the things in my life that I really want to invest in and um, highly recommend that read for people, you know, just for overall productivity and just like quality of life and just mm-hmm. happiness and relationships. I mean, knowing it's just your boundaries and yeah. Knowing your boundaries. Them. Right. Yeah. Sorry. That was the essentialism by who it's called essentialism. By I can't remember. Um, let me look at that up. It's called Essentialism by Greg McCowan. Greg McCowan. Awesome. Cool. That's a great, that's going to be a great read for, uh, you know, I think a lot of our listeners, as like you just said, the pandemic spread a lot of us thin. (laughs) Yeah, it's been really good. I like it. Awesome. By Anthony Dewar. We're definitely going to check them out. Let's uh, finish it off with some nice, fun, uh, rapid fire, some nice light questions here. Normally we're asking one person, so we're going to have to ask both of you. So, first question, nice and easy goldfish or animal crackers? Animal crackers. Animal crackers. Nice. Goldfish. Well, like, what, what flavor is it? The just, ch- just, the original just regular cheddar. cheddar, original cheddar. That's the only kind of goldfish there needs to be. All the other ones can go. <laughs> A rainbow goldfish. The pizza. Oh, animal, no. oh. What is it? Flavor blasted. No, animal crackers all day. Yeah. Um, who is your favorite Harry Potter character? Peeves. <laughs> uh, Harry. He's just... I, I feel like he's not depicted the same as he is in the books. In the uh, Harry in the books. Yeah. Don't get us started on Harry Potter. We're gonna need another hour. <laughs> yeah. We'll 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 have you back just for a Harry Potter episode. I'm okay with that. I love Harry Potter. I can talk about it all day long. And not to knock Daniel Radcliffe, but he's fantastic as Harry Potter. Just more like the overall character of Harry in the books. Like he's so smart and intuitive, and like he just figures things out. And then they like divvied up all the responsibility in the movies a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which it's makes like, sense. you know, I, I guess, I guess, but. But in the book, Harry is like, oh, yes, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fist pumping. You can't see me, but I'm fist pumping. <laughs> okay. Uh, which one of you two is neater? Neither is that an answer? Yeah, I think we. <laughs> pretty messy. Neither of us could really claim that. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, NFL 
or college football? NFL. Super Bowl commercials? I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, what uh, was your most recent binge watch of? Oh, man. We watched the, we so the bad. We watched, like, I mean, it was really my doing. And, uh, it was completely your fault. I didn't you know, even finish the last season. The Circle on Netflix is yeah. so embarrassing. I haven't that. watched it yet. I and. You know, like I saw it on, you know, Netflix like a long time ago. And I was like, this sounds so dumb. Like, I'm not watching this. And then I don't know what happened. Like two weeks ago, we watched like, yeah, we watched like three seasons. There there are only three seasons. We watched (laughs) all of them quickly. And it's like 10 hours per season. So it's. I couldn't with the last season. I just couldn't. And it wasn't I, uh, all great, but that that was me with Too Hot to Handle last year during the pandemic. <laughs> Everybody was talking about it. I'm like, nope, not gonna watch it. Nope, not gonna do it. One o'clock in the morning, one night, I was like, screw it. I put it on and then was like hooked to it. I'm like, no, I'm not watching anything like this ever again. <laughs> oh, M, M and Cam, I love them. Yeah, we love Too M Hot to Cam. Handle. Of all the Netflix reality shows, that's one of the better ones, I would yeah, say. Definitely. Love is Blind is b- below that, and yes. The Circle maybe below that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, I'm not going to watch any of the other ones then. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for giving me a reason not and to. Sexy <laughs> best, Remember that oh, one? We, we couldn't. Even, that was so bad. No, couldn't with that one either. There's a new season that just came out, and I was there like, really get show, off my though. screen not related to all these reality shows that we've watched and it was never have i ever and it was so cute yeah it was um written by mindy calling very cute show but we're always kind of like that we have a healthy rotation of like the office parks and rec schitt's creek um that could just go on at any time that we're kind of constantly binging Mm -hmm. nice mine's uh how i met your mother is my constant one that i put on yes when i have nothing else to do it's my favorite. Twelve times all the way through. Done. Oh wow. Twelve yeah. times. Twelve through. times. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Like when I literally don't want to watch anything else and I just need something on, I just put it on. Because I know yeah. I don't have to pay attention and I know what's going on. It's great. Mm-hmm. Totally get it. I, I can't wait for the how I met your father with Hillary Duff coming out soon. I think we're only oh, yeah. a couple months away. I forgot about it. I just remembered. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be dope. I just saw today they're making another home alone. It's coming what? out in November and it's like a British kid. In a British oh, yes. family, and it's like um, Buzz, you know, the older brother uh-huh, Buzz. Yeah. He's the police officer that like comes to the house. Oh, no. That's great. <laughs> and then I don't know. I saw the trailer today. I was like, "Wow, remaking a classic." Yeah. Mm, have to check that out. Um, okay, next question: Who is your favorite athlete of all time? Oh, that's tough. I mean. Like, I, yeah. oh, I, I'd say Tiger Woods probably, but I used to, I remember like back in middle school or whatever, being so into Lance Armstrong and then it was just so disappointing. He turned out to be oh, like, yeah. not a great role model, not a great, not a great person. Sorry. I mean, I've always loved Michelle Kwan. That's as far as figure skating goes though, but I think she's a great person and a great role model. I also, definitely. Oh, there's so many. Michael Jordan. He's just like such a tiger. I love his mindset. And uh, he's just like, 
do whatever it takes kind of thing to just get it done, which is really inspiring. Yeah. Good. And for our final question, what is your favorite part about living in Canada? A. Oh, all the Tim Hortons, eh? <laughs> How about that? That was good. That was really good. <laughs> <laughs> I would say like just the overall quality of food, like even from the grocery yeah, store is yeah. just like the regulations are stricter or something, but I just feel like overall healthier. Yeah, I really, I really do love Canada. If if they let me stay, I, I I might. It's it's really nice up here in Montreal. The city, like specifically to Montreal, I can't say that I've really been in other parts of Canada for a long Canada in Canada for a long enough time to uh, give them a good re- like a really thorough review. But I really love Montreal. The the lifestyle, um, all the restaurants are fantastic and. Yeah, the island of Montreal is great. I love it. Can I answer the athlete one again? Because now I just remembered who I actually... <laughs> go yeah. go for favorite. it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, favorite athlete. Like, growing up, I was really into Michigan football. So Charles Woodson was, like, a huge, huge idol of mine. When I was in third grade, he won the Heisman Trophy. Still the only defensive player to ever win the Heisman Trophy. Um, Derek Jeter was also a, an athlete I really liked. Tom Brady... These are all like Michigan people, but mm. you know, and then Tiger Woods, I would say. I also really like Roger Federer. Now that we've gone back to this question. Yeah, Federer yeah, is Roger pretty dope. Great. He also does uh, hip hop as part of his training yes. routine. What? What? Yeah, yeah. yeah Federer. Actually, Federer does it for his footwork to work on his footwork. I like him even more now. Yeah. So cool. Thinking outside the box. That's how you keep winning for a long, long time. Yep. Yeah. It's awesome. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on the podcast with us. It's uh, very exciting that uh, you guys get to start have your own release now. So for all of our uh, listeners, can you tell us one more time where they can find it and what the name of it is again? Yeah, our podcast is Unlaced with Chalk and Bates, and you can find it and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And thank you guys so much for having us. It's been so fun catching up and Trent we'll see you next week in Las Vegas yeah baby Vegas thank you very much guys uh I know you got a busy schedule you just got home I think less than 24 hours ago from Finland so hopefully we're uh helping you stay up and uh get rid of that jet lag here but uh thanks for fitting us in uh we really really appreciate it and uh good luck next week in uh in Las Vegas Thank you so much. And thanks. thanks again for having us. Good luck at Skate Canada, Mike. Thank you. Awesome. All right, uh, Ice Labbers, I hope you get to work in your labs. And peace and love and be kind to one another. This episode of the Ice Lab podcast was produced by Trent Michaud and Michael Marinero. Music produced by Hugo Schwinnard. If you haven't already, share with your friends and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram at Ice Lab Podcast for more information and to stay up to date.